Tokyo Art Book Fair. Fanfare at Tokyo Art Book Fair. Hello, this is Freya Kier from Fanfare. And my name is Femke Decker, and I'm from Yaya Nenene. And with us is also Miguel Havas Gomez from Fanfare, who is taking visual notes during the conversations. And we are here to introduce the first out of three conversations made by Fanfare for the Curation Unlearn Display Connect for the Tokyo Art Book Fair. Fanfare is a graphic design platform based out of Amsterdam. And with us, Today, we have three people talking with us on the topic of learning. First is Roche Klapp, course director of the Graphic Design Bachelor, as well as the Master Program of Nonlinear Narratives of the KBK in Den Haag, the Netherlands. We're also joined by Jurgen Bey, the director of the Sandberg Institute. And last but not the least, David Benewith, course director on graphic design at the Gerd Reetveld Academy in Amsterdam. We have invited these three people to reflect and think along with Fanfare on the topic of learning as well as education in the context of the Netherlands. Because we will be sharing this with people, people that do not know maybe who we are, maybe some of us later, but um, it could be nice if you would each start with a very short introduction of yourself and perhaps um, your background, just briefly. Roche, do you want to start? Sure. Uh, yeah, so my name is Roche Club. I'm a graphic designer. Feels always a bit AA when you say this. I can make a designer. <laughs> um, I also co-head the departments of graphic design, BA, and nonlinear narrative, MA, at the Royal Academy of Arts. And I'm a PhD student at PhD Arts in Leiden. Thank you. We go around the table, Jürgen. Uh, I'm, I'm Jürgen Bayer. I'm a trained as a product designer. I'd say my interest in public it's public space, and um, I have my studio uh, where I uh, still uh, work as a designer. And besides that, I'm directing the uh, Sandberg Institute. Thank you, David. Do I need to <laughs> be recorded as well? Hi, I'm David Benioff. I am from Aotearoa, New Zealand, and. Um, I've moved here 15 years ago to Holland, and um, I guess I'm here because I'm the head of the department uh, of graphic design at the Herodifal Academy, and um, adjacent to and alongside of that, um, I am also a graphic designer um, with a specific interest in typography. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to introduce myself because I'm co-hosting this event, but I do have a first question for all three of you is um, when and why did you make the choice to involve yourselves into the education system? You know, she can start. Because um, you study 
design at the Sandberg as well? No, I studied design at the Rietveld, yeah, uh, with, uh, or under Linda van Deursen. Um, and graduated in 97, so really uh, a long time ago. I actually started teaching uh, at 27 um, <coughs> years old, so quite young, um, and started actually when me and a bunch of people made a magazine that um, found some international interest, uh, which was called SEC, S-A-C, S-E-C, sorry. And um, somehow this caught attention with a call in Lausanne, and then they invited me over together with Richard Nisse to, yeah, to I don't know, give students a workshop. We 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 were really excited over this. But then I figured out I really loved actually to yeah, well, to share whatever I could, but also to give and push people for the most. And so this is how I got involved in in education. Um, and also a very long uh, line of, uh, let's say, meetups with a call. So, often teaching. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I graduated from uh, Eindhoven. It was still uh, at, that call, at that time, it was still called IEVA. Everything was in Dutch. So also, the name of the school was Dutch. And um, I started teaching immediately the year after I graduated, and um, I was asked by the Academy in Utrecht to teach there, and um, I felt, I could say uncomfortable in the sense that like I just graduated, like who am I to teach? Uh, but since it was an older school, which has a different culture, and there was like a, a lineup of other teachers that's from every generation one. So I felt comfortable enough as being part of a team, but I never I never was involved in the sense that I feel I'm a teacher knowing and and, and therefore being able to educate, but I would rather say, I've always felt it's like the place I prefer most uh, to be part of. Um. Uh, I came to teaching, I guess, through my practice and um, as a graphic designer and typographer. Um, after graduating from the WordPress typography in Arnhem, where I studied for two years, I went to the Jan van Eyck in Maastricht to kind of complete a, a research project I was doing around the um, Samoan uh, New Zealand typographer called Joseph Churchwood. And uh, during that time, I was asked... Um, by uh, Thinker Crook, who was um, a part of the Metahaven Collective to teach uh, typography at RTS. Um, and previous to that, I had had no teaching experience. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a big learning. It's a big learning curve. Yeah. Um, now you're all having the. Thing in common that you're to some extent directing a program or a larger institution, and of course that also comes with responsibility in terms of um, what the students get away from it. And I um, was just reading up on the a contribution that the Redfield Graphic Design Department did to the Graphic Magazine. Um, I believe it was last year or the year before that, and. And um, and you, David, refer a student quote in um, 
in the intro to this graphic magazine, which um, which says, I'm going to quote it here, um, if I can find it, I feel guilt towards my ignorance and lack of knowledge. And you and you bring that up also as as kind of as a quote that made an impression, and also one to bring along not only as a student but also as an educator at at this moment. Of course, this is one or two years ago, so things might have changed. But it did make me wonder if we could use that as a stepping stone to think about, or if you want to contribute with your thoughts on the responsibility of directing um, design, art, education. Mm -hmm. And it goes to all of you, so whomever is... Uh... Um, I guess for me, that particular quote, like, mm. um, yeah, I feel guilt. Um, what is it again? Because it's like, <laughs> like towards, it's like the yeah, ignorance or lack of knowledge. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I found that <clears throat> striking. It, it struck me that that was on a poster in a critique from a student, Yuni uh, Che, who was also <clears throat> like a, um, um, a person whose work I admire very much. Mm -hmm. um, to 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 um, use a format of a poster so personally to, to to show us to present that to us in an educational context. Um, um, of course, it like yeah, it, it touched me um, quite deeply. And mm. you know, you speak about responsibility. Um, of course, we we have a responsibility to teach, and I would say that the, that that responsibility is a shared responsibility. That students also have a responsibility to learn. Mm. So I think like in that in that sense, like you know, like there's a um, there's an exchange happening <laughs> at, at school. Mm. Um, but uh, I, maybe I could say one thing that I've experienced is, is, is being a teacher and kind of moving towards a like uh, like a role of a head of department, which I think it speaks to is that I, I think students are becoming more aware of um, um, of of what they want from a school, mm. like what's on offer. And that, that can go, that, that has two sides, I think, a sort of a side that's like, um, that's like the consumer side, which is maybe the less interesting side of it, like all of the stuff, like I want to kind of like, um, I deserve all of these things because I'm paying for it kind of side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, but on the other side, it's also like, um, you know, it, it also speaks to like, um, um, an awareness or an understanding or a pressure mm. on, on what a school can uh, offer, offer you mm. as, a, as, a, as a student. Um, so, I mean, like, um, and yeah. I guess that, that understanding like, depends on the, on the kind of engagement a student wants from from, a, from an education. Mm. Sorry, that sounds a bit vague what I'm saying, actually. No, I think, I think everybody was, you know, around the table was nodding. And, of course, due to recent current events, um, we're all seeing, you know, a, a resurgence of, of students being active or at least, you know, being capable of voicing their needs and, uh, and wants. 
Um, but I would say that it's almost that that is something that recurs a long times as well. Maybe you know this would have been the same case in the mid eighties. Um, I'm looking at your effort right yeah. now because I think it's part of this system a bit longer. Um, where I'm thinking is is this something that is just part of this zeitgeist, um, and then we need to act on it as department heads? Is that something that you do? Is that something that you you know feel the need that as a as a course director you take into account what are recent events or recent movements, and then you act on it accordingly by adjusting the programming? Uh, okay. Uh, say a little bit of that, as you say, like I feel that there's a huge responsibility. Education is like the biggest thing we have, and it's the most public thing. It's, it's also what I always say is that like I'm involved in it not because I think I have to teach a lot, but it's like it's an area, it's a space where knowledge really gets shared and, and you get the opportunities. And also, I feel a little bit that um, in the whole cultural art and design field that. There are a lot of things we always thought that we were not good at, like finances, uh, uh, management, and things like that. And we would always like have others doing it, because I also never expected or wished to be directing a school. But I do see that as a designer, that those things you can design as you would do your projects, which I think is important, that we should be more involved in, in making situations ourselves instead of like just getting the situation to make. And I think in education, a lot has changed because of this the system of um, funding and non-funding that the students now are always hearing that they have to work, they have to bring in their own money, and that becomes also a reason why they think they are consumers, which I think is a really bad, bad, bad situation. Bad for them, of course, that they have to work, but also bad for the system, because it is not consumables. It's not like what you want is what you get. It's like you're involved, and there you have all responsibility. You're involved in a position where your profession makes its development like it's like a, it's a gladiator system almost you're all in it and you will all work on it and it's like you're a member of it so you cannot say i i i want this or i need this no it's like you're involved and then four years and that's what you get out of it and i think for me it's really important to keep that saying but i'm not blaming students for saying we want this they won't say it's because i agree with them of course, in the 80s, there were other things that we wanted. We wanted to change. And, and we were not saying, no, go, our teachers are all amazing. Like, and, and we had also like our complaints. It was different, but you will always have that. But the difference for me is like that you don't want to become consumer goods. I think mm -hmm. that is something I will always fight against um, yeah. by not getting privatized, but also by not going for whatever you want, you can choose. So I want a little bit of this and I want a little bit of that. And I want bit, no, it's like you have responsibilities with everyone you're in it. And I, I think that's important. And, and we have to redo that. And you can't blame the others for wanting it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a system. Yeah, if you tell people constantly that they pay them themselves, and then, of course, they feel they're consumers. So mm -hmm. I don't blame that. But the question is, how do we change that? Yeah. And, and I feel we're like uh, we have like at the retail side, we've got now a lot of unions. They all started themselves, but they are generators. So they're not like complaining machines saying what is not there. Mm -hmm. They really take an active position, which I think is so good. Because 
Now, um, well, they call it uh, identity politics is their main issues, but I think there are also at certain point certain topics mm. that you will address as a union, which means that you become almost like a study group on a very specific topic and mm. you uh, empower each other mm. by being not like within a department connected, but within the whole institute connected, and then going outside because certain things are not there yet. That's what the unions, they complain of, they didn't complain. They said, like, knowledge we need is not there. Can we go out? Can we have visits to uh, the artists that we think are interesting? Mm -hmm. And so they started that way. And now I think they're really an important force within the school. Yeah, and I guess these uh, collective... Um, initiatives from the students is something that, I mean, at least we've encountered also with um, pop radio, for instance, which is not only radio and um, the Ritfeld Journal, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. like, like these kind of initiatives which are actually cross or inter, um, what do you call it, depart- departmental, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is really interesting to see. Uh, so speaking of finance and also the relevance of the students to be critical themselves. When reading through the program descriptions of the different um, schools that you represent, it seems that being a critical thinker or to teach the student to be a critical thinker or to position themselves within their field seems to be um a returning key point of relevance across all the schools, the Capitas and the Ritval. Do you find, now I'm scaling a bit out, do you think that's something which is to some extent a DNA of Dutch design education? Or could we think a bit about how, um, what elements that are a part of Dutch education or learning? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fierce opponent of uh, Dutch education in mm-hmm. that sense, because um, I suppose we are an international community. Yeah. And it's more or less, I feel very much the, the, the individual school's choices or academy's choices mm-hmm. um, that lead to specific responsibility. In this case, these three might have a little bit of comparison, but look at schools in, I don't know, Groningen, mm-hmm. it might be completely different. Mm-hmm. There are schools in Rotterdam that focus a lot more on skills or on craft, or, mm-hmm. which is all good. You know, mm-hmm. there's no good or bad, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just a choice that we consciously made also being in The Hague with all the ministries around us, you know, Ministry mm-hmm. of Education is like, Ten steps away, economic uh, mm-hmm. economic affairs, uh, finances is all there, and we collaborate also with these ministries to talk about can we can we foster change? Can we uh, can we enable, um, um, for instance, the education to be to become actually part of this transformation paradigm shift that we kind of need for our society? Is this something? Can we? step in is there something that we could do mm. um and i think it's very interesting just you know connecting with what david just said about being guilt and the knowledge i i uh, or feeling guilty and and uh, lack of knowledge i think what is interesting and important is that we study together um and we walk along the lines together we as tutors also that is something that's massively changed i think mm-hmm. from, Especially also the times, I suppose, that, that maybe uh, Jürgen also studied or me studied, 
in the 90s, where tutors were supposed to know it all. Um, and, you know, as tutors, we don't know it all. And I think it's also fine. We just question things together mm. and we figure things out together, which I think is a very nice and engaging position also mm. um, to be able to foster these changes. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although I have to say that is a very Dutch way of thinking. I mean, it <laughs> is a contemporary, I mean, we are a part of this Dutch system. And, and you notice that a lot of students, of course, you know, when they apply and specifically in, in the bachelor phase uh, for a graphic design uh, education that they're, you know, the, the Korean students that come over or the South American students that come over specifically come here to learn about, you know, what their idea is of Dutch design. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that's so much in, in the output anymore, but what you're saying though, she's, is for me quite um, actually very specific way of, of uh, treating your education um, and, and, and building this vision on what you think education should be. And it's still, for me, it's a very Dutch approach, but maybe they you disagree or, or do you see no, us I mean, as a form? That's uh, funny, I was thinking about this this morning, coming from overseas and, 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 and um, um, looking towards, um, or, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> coming from New Zealand and, and perhaps, um, yeah, looking towards Europe and more specifically Holland. Um, one thing that I think um, was very impressive to me and still is, is that how um, the various design disciplines um, are historically built into the fabric of society. You know, like if you would go to a museum and sit, or like, you know, you would see like an Amsterdam saw work, a sort of idea that like graphics, product design, um, um, uh, urban design, like all of these things where there was a, was a kind of a, a shared conversation and one wasn't uh, a kind of a layer put on top of the other one or like a, the last minute, like, oh, man, we need, like, signage for the building kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I think probably for my experience of working as a designer in New Zealand, um, I noticed something that was more uh, integrated, perhaps, um, there's actually some of the things you're saying, like more, more conversational, perhaps more shared, um, yeah, an acknowledgement of, of um, that, that disciplines perhaps have an equal value and can add, um, can add uh, to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that you see also coming from a country that has a relatively uh, young uh, cultural history. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I found that uh, kind, of, kind of amazing. You, know, mm -hmm. you kind of come to this, this place the city and you walk around the city and you read it as well as situate yourself in it. You know, you're, you're looking at the signs, you're constantly reminded <laughs> of, of where you are or of your, of your place, which is also kind of quite humbling as well. Is it something that you bring back into your ideas of how to run your department? Do you, for instance, you know, annually or maybe biannually go over what you offer the students or what you would like them to take? Sure. Away? I mean, I, I, for me, personally, it's a very important thing. I do acknowledge that, like, every student has different desires or wants from the education. But I guess one, um, one gesture that our department does, which I think points towards this idea is that, you know, every year our, our graduation show is, is done as a collective exercise. 
you know, it's not just um, there are there are elements of the graduation show that are, that are, that are sort of like um, whether it be a design or a bookshop, there are spaces where all of the works walk together and in context with each other. And I find that very valuable because you know if you if you do take a little step back, you can sort of see what are the current interests of the students, or you can you can you know, think about it more conversationally, or you know as a as a as a larger thing than a bunch of individual people's interests. You're for you it's a bit different because you actually um, being the director of software. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, Faith, if I'm hijacking this question, but I'm, I'm interested in the dynamics of when, when you, as a director, um, you give a lot of freedom to your course directors to kind of build their curriculum uh, as they want. Um, but how then, as director, do you guide those different departments that have all these different qualities and different identities uh, into a vision for something? Um, well, I think like there's an era and there's also like a situation that you feel comfortable of taking a position like that. Like, there's a big difference. Like in your studio, you can do whatever you want. It's yours and it's, and it's owned by you and like it's your thinking. I still feel like being a director of school is like you're allowed to drive like a big machine for a certain amount of work, which has different responsibilities. It's not just about you. It's like what you think you can offer at that time. And, I have been, before I came here, I've been in Germany, which was only for two years. Then I went to the RCA in London, and they were two examples of different educational systems, but where I learned a lot in, in how it acts. For instance, in Germany, students can study longer and less harsh, I would say, on their, like what we would call qualities, which means that students really do their own thing. Which means also the diversity amongst your group is very big. I, I experienced that, that every student was doing something completely different and it would never interfere with each other. And in like where I came from, I would say certain students would probably not get to their exam because we would say the quality is not what expected. And, and I learned there that like education is something else than your professional position. Like the question is what, where are you heading for and what do you need? As a group, you need also this diverse thinking. So I really like that to see. Same was at the RCA, where it was more that everyone came by themselves. So they had no one coming to the school. So the group of, at there, 15 students that we had there, they become like a group that after education would continue to work with each other. So, so there I learned some other things. And then I came here. I already knew then, at least that's what I always thought, that the next era is like, uh, first of all, like it's really related much more to who's teaching and uh, doing and what are their interests. So what do they want to develop and they can use education for that. So there should be more emphasis of what do the tutors do want and what can they, like, how can they develop themselves instead of just coming and, and, and just is not the right word, but like I felt that should be emphasized. And on the other hand, the empowerment of the students in the sense that they will become uh, having more and more knowledge by themselves. So how can they get involved in education also? And then, of course, I would like to say there's a difference between a bachelor and a master, that in, you expect your students to already be educated. So it's more they're going into depth, where I feel you can leave much more space also for your tutors and heads. 
And I believe in influencing, so I'm not, I don't like to sit and say what is good and what is bad, because you never know what's good for the future. That's the whole problem. Like, what do we need for our future? We don't know. And we can throw away certain things that we believe are so important. And you just think, oh, it's not, it's not really right. It's not what I expect. So you leave it away. And then 10 years later, you can still see that you have seen those first initiatives that you feel they were so necessary now, and I threw them away. So that's what I find difficult in education. Like, what do you keep? What do you need? So I believe in influencing. That's also why I started the temporary programs. That not to say to tutors, I don't like this. I don't think it should be like that. It's like that. But bring things next to it, which I feel are closer than to my own thinking, maybe. And they are there to influence the others. So you take what you believe is good, and you don't take what you think is what you think is wrong. And therefore. You develop, like indeed, like an influencing educational system, which I believe is much easier in a master's than in a bachelor's. I think there is a big difference there, and that should also be acknowledged. And I feel already that master education has grown much to, in my opinion, much much to its education. Because when it started, it was really going into depth. After your bachelor, where you are a professional, you had a chance for two years, what you had started to really develop in depth in a circumstances with more students. And I feel now this whole questioning like more education probably also comes from the making the bachelor shorter and then mm-hmm. and for the masters. Also now starting to say that everyone should do a master, which I'm totally against, because some people develop much more in their professional position than they would from a master education. Mm-hmm. So here there are differences. So I think in a master that you have to as a director be less Less influence in what they do, Mm. but more in making the circumstances right Mm. to be able to develop the profession and and therefore the way of education or your alumni how they how they work. So I feel that should be the emphasis at the moment. Yeah, maybe uh, like changing the word a bit. I've been already balancing a bit between using the word education or learning. Learning, learning, maybe going more towards uh, considering also this generally a lifelong learning or um, the relevance of also continuously developing your own practice. How do you, how do you, um, how do you learn now? Like you as, not how do you teach, but also how are you learning? Well, um, oh, she is learning right now to do PhD. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, um, well, lifelong learning. Yeah, well, learning is of course listening, is opening up. Yeah, so that's that's a very short answer to a big question. I think it's um, yeah. that's listening. Yeah, and like, very listening, I think is the best description of yeah. Yeah. Learning. yeah, we can like how how to come up with a better answer. Well, yeah, for me it is like this. I mean, mm-hmm. um, obviously it might be different from for, for everyone here at the table or everyone in, in general, but I've learned to listen better and yes. understand things better. Yeah. And while doing so, of course, being able to articulate my own personal position mm-hmm. and trying to understand where am I, what is this relation towards, well, the way I think towards, but yeah. Anything really. In mm. my case, of course, quite a specific um, uh, question that I'm, I'm researching. But um, yeah, by listening, you learn. This is it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm also I'm also curious because of I think, and we're also having this conversation because of 
um, having had this invitation from Tokyo, and they have a focus on on Dutch design, which is yeah, which is something that we found pretty difficult to answer, and also. We were questioning to what extent you even can. I mean, maybe the answer is that there is no answer of what is specifically Dutch. Anyway, um, it's first of all the main reason that we invited more people to think along with us and to talk about and address the three specific topics, learning, displaying, and, and um, collaborating. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is the learning session. And... Um, yeah, so it's it's, a, it's we're basing our observations also on what we can, so what we see or hear around Fanfare, um, and I don't know. So it's difficult to talk about it without not generalizing a bit. So I'm I'm gonna generalize a bit. But one thing that I think is kind of striking that I notice here, at least in comparison to Copenhagen, where I'm originating from is that there's a lot of, I think, rather generous, self-initiated, artistic and design-related initiatives where people actually share knowledge or where it's possible to, um, yeah, where where the the design practice is shared also as an, um, not only as an applied medium, but as an independent uh, format as well, which is something that I think we cannot take for granted, not even to have the audience necessarily, um, or that the audience understands that position. So when, when asking about learning, I'm also kind of fishing for these, um, for reflecting on how we learn together or how, or if you can think of also examples around you of, um, of collaborations or projects where um, the way in which we learn is is um, um, yeah embedded in it. Maybe it's a bit of I think you already answered it was more to follow up and elaborate on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting how you say that you feel that there's in this society a lot of space for doing so. For you know, founding I don't know maybe. Um, spaces to learn together mm. um, and unfortunately I do have a bit of a different reading for, uh, on this mm-hmm. maybe I do feel that we come from this space mm-hmm. but I hear often from designers around me mm. that they miss this space that mm. they miss uh, this ways of connecting together yeah um, and then they would say yeah there is no space to do so well from Fari is one but you know somehow the connections are not being made that much as maybe they used to be. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure why this is, but mm-hmm. I do think, I don't know, maybe you know, yeah, maybe like in Amsterdam is maybe also a good example. Of course, we were so close together, so it's easy mm-hmm. to connect mm-hmm. and drink beer together. Mm-hmm. But now there's no way to drink beers anymore. There's no ways to connect. So how do you do that? Then all of a sudden it's really barren, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How do you connect? I mean, I was even surprised that we had this conversation in real life. I was actually expecting it to have somehow an online Zoom meeting. Yeah, um, yeah know, so that was definitely discussed. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So to be honest, I'm really happy. Uh, um, I feel uplifted on you know sitting together with you on a table. But this is something that also is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think the question is not rather... It's maybe like, how do we connect again? How do mm. we make this possible and these connections of learning together? 
this generosity mm. um, of sharing is something that we actively have to re um, reinvent, I would say. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but it's funny when you mention that like learning is listening, because I don't know, like a learning for me doesn't favor any particular sense. Like, you know, it's also touching. Mm. It's also, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of a, uh, I was just thinking about like, yeah, like even holding a book or, or feeling something, like or smelling something. Mm. It's almost like extrasensory, of course, but maybe just learning has something to do with culture and understanding and debate. Mm. Um, um, but I mean, we're also, you know, like, you know, we are able to connect in so many different ways now. Like, you know, like there's almost too many options, and I think that if you think, oh, there's no space to connect, no like physical space, like maybe that's just because like it's one of those spaces at the moment where it's less easy to, you know, like rather than using your phone or like a, a social media or something, or like there's so many more options for for connectivity mm. um, uh, now, and of course the easiest way to to say that there's nothing is the one that you have the least access to or the least of, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a little bit of a shame, actually. But it also, you know, it also speaks to me about, like, um, maybe it's okay to even think about being unconnected. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, we were talking about privacy before. Yeah, of course. And, um, and you know, like, you know, connectivity, like to not think about it as a, as a format or as a tool or as a device, but, you know, think about it in other, mm. you know, other ways. <laughs> You're well, gonna... well, maybe I think a little bit different in this sense. I'm quite positive in the sense that, like, of course, I'm not completely sure if it works as I feel and also hear it, but, like, I see that with my alumni, they are, like, gathering more and more. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, as Pop is an example, as the yeah. unions are that example, mm-hmm. the topic driven mm-hmm. and interest driven and they connect. And also we yeah. feel that like, um, since the platforms are much unclear and you don't want to go on a waiting list to be discovered, they start their own platforms, which mm-hmm. I think is a very good um, uh, development. So in that sense, I feel they're really getting much more connected over specific things they want to do. So that's mm. also why it's interdisciplinary because it's not department driven only, it's also like topic driven, mm. which I think is very interesting. If it then comes to like what we could call the isolation, I think that like what we forget is that like uh, the last uh, probably almost like 10 years with the internet, when you graduated, you got like your emails, you got like where you had to be discovered. Hardly mm-hmm. anyone had a focus, like in a sense that could they still concentrate? Like I was like, had very mixed feelings. And like when I graduated, I had two years where I would not be discovered because there were no lines to get discovered. I worked together with the young colleagues at that time. We spent all our time in libraries, in our studio, to have discussions, what we saw on television, where we were heading for. So we had a huge concentration on like, where do we want to be? What do we want to do? Which mm-hmm. I think was a, was amazing for that time. Yeah. We felt, of course, that it wasn't right because you could not get discovered. But mm-hmm. now you see after that, you've got like 
this this high where you went on and everyone felt like you had to be discovered within your first two years and therefore mm-hmm. like work, work, yeah. work. So now you get like the gathering on like developing their own platform, <coughs> developing very specific topics and the concentration of like being cut out. So there are moments where you can just sit and work again mm-hmm. and not be disturbed by anything else. If I see also the whole traveling, like all those meetings that we had where you would be one hour on the road to be half an hour really there because you came and you had to code, you had a coffee before you started, it's like half an hour late. Mm. So there is a new focus, which mm. you can call like saying it's bad because you can't meet. You can also say, no, there is a time for concentration again and there is a time for gathering. Mm. So honestly, I'm quite positive if it, comes yeah. to, if it comes to that. And the question is, how do we organize that within the school also? Like we see all the uh, theses that have been written that go into a cabinet that are hardly found on topics. Can yeah. we develop topics that you can find each other? Yeah. Not just by department, but also topics you're interested in and mm. start study groups. I, I really believe that that's where we are heading for. Yeah. And and so I'm really positive if it comes to like uh, the, 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 the gatherings of knowledge that we are, and also being more public with that than private. Mm. Well, one of the things, of course, that's really important uh, to discuss, I suppose, is the role of technology, mm-hmm. um, where um, actually I'm also thinking very much of the idea of the commons, um, you know, so how to sort of get back stuff that we've lost. Um, mm-hmm. And how does technology play a role there? How, how can it also be part of this enabling of our situations? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this, I think, is also a very good example, this conversation at all is a, a very good example of, of, of it. You know, we are gathered here at the mm-hmm. table in Amsterdam, um, mm-hmm. but it's for a book fair in Tokyo. Yeah. And so this exchange alone, for instance, is yeah, an example of mm-hmm. how we can try to do that. Yeah. But as I said, I do know that a lot of people, I think, still need to find a way for these connections. Yeah. And they don't feel this sense necessarily. They feel the sense of community with their own, you know, co-students or the, mm-hmm. the you know, the year group they, they finished with, but the, the the community as such, as a Dutch design community is for some people really far away. Yeah. I a little bit linked to that, I did come by this uh, a version of the graphic uh, design graduation catalog mm-hmm. of the Ritfeld this year. Yeah. I'm gonna quote you again, David. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but for um, problem they publish things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's, I will make it really short. I won't read the whole page. But um, but it's it's just like now we're here also in this context of the. Book for Tokyo mm-hmm. and graphic design profession, design profession also. Um, and you say that in comparison to other domains in art and design, we as graphic designers are fortunate that our tools are readily available and that the production of this is in the case of this publication, of this publication um, is still possible. Just like to keep that known in mind. Um, it seems that there need to be some kind of um, um, reinvention or consideration of how to share or how to gather. Um, but then reading this quote, reflecting on how graphic design has tools that can immediately um, be used. Do you, have you seen or come by examples 
um, student initiatives, radio stations, for instance, that have maybe immediately um, been working together or connecting during this again, 2020 of restriction, the year of 2020. <laughs> I don't understand the question or the link you're making, actually. So. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to connect the fact that the field of graphic design also does provide tools where we can um, immediately react or immediately, like you say, in comparison to other domains. Mm. We as graphic designers are fortunate that our tools are readily available. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, I was speaking much about, I was speaking in the context of the school mm. and, you know, looking at, 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 you know, people who, you know, people uh, who are studying in the glass department who need a, a huge machinery to, to make their work. You know, yeah. Like I was, so like, you know, their tool is a, is a, is a um, not a kiln, but a... Um, a kiln, yeah. Okay, a kiln, ceramic, yeah, kiln. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, like it just. So in that sense, it was just a very sort of um, it's it's a very pragmatic, yeah. very pragmatic um, yeah. observation, yeah. of course, and one that um, enabled us to to make such a such a gesture. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's also not specifically, I mean, you can put brackets around graphic design, but a, a graphic in the word graphic design here, but uh, personally, I think of um, Miguel, you can help me out the pillow show, pop radio, pillow the pillow stream, and also the book binding workshop of the other and more radio initiatives have cross medicine, mm -hmm. which has been initiated across students and um yeah, we also saw the Kabaka radio show it was initiated by a master student um, um jack uh, bartwell who collaborated with some ba students and just wanted to do a sort of cross-disciplinary um you know inquisitive um uh, connection i thought it was really nice and maybe a particular thing that comes to my mind is also we have a, a garden, a community garden in, at Kabika. Mm. And it's really silly, but there was a place that is, I don't know, just left over. And they started gardening there together, which I thought was the cutest uh, <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> but then funny. it turns out also that this is a place to connect. And this is also a place to talk. And this is also, mm. while tending to these greens, um, this place also... You know, it was also an enabler, which is not recorded, not um, sent out, not mm. um, published. Mm. It's an unpublished place. And I think this is mm. also quite important mm. to yeah. enable. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm also kind of um, done with all of these things that are, yeah, put out there, mm -hmm. recorded, <laughs> shared. But sharing is also sometimes something that happens in the spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I think the best, um, the, the one of the best, um, almost like giving projects, I think that we did was a residency last year where we were reflecting on why we even should do a residency. Mm -hmm. And we had different dinners and invited different people and none of it was recorded or yeah. had to become an, a final end product, mm -hmm. which made it a very... Um, Honest share, kind of sharing, also the fact of knowing that it, what stays, or at least generous. I'm seeing Jurgen, mm -hmm. maybe yeah, it's, 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 no, it is what you say, but it has immediately two things. Like when you say it, also has immediately private. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it's bad or good, I think that's a, that's a difference, but like 
if we talk about like opening up and we talk also about inclusivity, it also mm-hmm. means that how do you get your dollars broadcast like like in places that's like for them like either it's financial mm-hmm. to be very hard or mm-hmm. very difficult to be here. Mm-hmm. That's like where I feel that also in education we have to think about like how do we want to influence each other? Like is it like always sending one person to another place or can you be heard? Mm. Yeah, I, I can still uh, remember, like, maybe totally different, but, like, when I was in Dubai, there was this uh, discussion, of course, uh, of, like, uh, the builders and the circumstances, not mm. really well. On the other hand, they were able to make radio and broadcast this radio back to Pakistan, where they had, like, a little, like a free voice going mm. from there, suffering under their daily life, mm. but being able to have a free voice for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, so that's the way to do it, or mm-hmm. that's good, but I would like to say that we have to be careful in having opinions immediately about everything, because there is always like there are qualities there Mm -hmm. and of course to just record everything and just bring it back without any editing and everything that's like all our like daily life uh, Mm -hmm. shows which i don't like on one hand Mm -hmm. like it also develops something Mm -hmm. that we don't know yet Mm -hmm. what will be next uh, Mm -hmm. on that but but i do think that like you can't just record and then and then send it out and it's okay then you need editing it's like a whole profession that goes in between which mm-hmm. i think is really important mm-hmm. yeah. so so yeah i think that it's like it's a balance every mm-hmm. time yeah and of course editing is a skill and it's something that can be taught and learned mm-hmm. and a school is a perfect place to do that too. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean some of the questions i'm asking i'm also like intentionally a little bit trying to draw out some examples mm-hmm. specific examples um and also keeping in mind this the fact that um some of the listeners will like for some people it will be very different than their reality that they're used to yeah. and it's indeed true i think that um, it's very important i think to keep in mind what are the possibilities and the conditions in which we do the things that we do i think That's something we specifically have encountered with actually with establishing links for conversations, um, mainly in Europe. That even there, you it's very different what um, what drive people have, and also like that's very connected with the funding and the also local surroundings, and um, often in contrast to many places we have funding opportunities in the Netherlands, which even makes it possible for us to sit here and establish these conversations where we reflect on um, learning across different schools. Mm-hmm. It's more of a comment than a direct question. Yeah, well, well on that behalf, like, like uh, uh, as you start a little bit like, okay, like what's the Dutch design or mm-hmm. what's the Dutch way of education, which I'm sure it is there. It's, I've had the same question, of course, as a designer mm-hmm. that when, when the Dutch design really developed and what's the Dutch design. I don't mm-hmm. think, the only thing I think, it's not the responsibility of the designers to think what it is and to and to qualify it. I think that's for the ones that are studying it. And, and they should say, like, what are the qualities, possibilities, development. I think it's not up If it comes to, like, education, my wish is, like, uh, for example, to be a European school. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason is because I do believe in like this whole public position. So I do think that that's just quite interesting. But I think 
in a, in a more European way, I think Dutch is more interesting when you compare it to Greek yeah. or uh, or to Spain or to Denmark. Like in a sense, that like what was you saying that Dutch is more interesting than Greek? No, I'm saying that I find it interesting to become a European position mm -hmm. where you have to deal with mm -hmm. different cultures, not trying to like blend them into one thing or that we set a blender like this machine that goes and then it's all the same soup no and the quality is how can you keep your own cultural background your own knowledge and how do you act on in like in a more public position where your like where your being is just one out of like many without getting lost because that's the, we develop like this individual as we have worked on it very hard to have individuality, but how does an individual work into a commons situation? Mm -hmm. So that, that's why I find it interesting to be European in a sense. Can we develop that position as a small school to be, uh, and, and what that is, is uh, that's definitely a question, but it, for me, that is where I feel I would like to be mm -hmm. without losing the that's identity. So that I'm saying like, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. It's like, how can they, interact with each other. I, I think that perhaps it is pretty, um, um, it's such a small comparison to have between Denmark and Netherlands, because I think in many ways there are a lot of com like uh, common things there. But, um, but one thing that is also striking is the level, the, the international level on many of these schools, which is, it's not something that I think you can take for granted either at um, any school. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think we should force some kind of a Dutch identity if it's not even necessarily there. But perhaps this international outlook or interests as well in um, or meetings across cultures, especially like that, is something that um, to some extent is a bit Dutch. I mean, also, at least at least also in a history, in terms of also trade, in terms of um, mm -hmm. colonies as well. Even the fact that probably the you in the Netherlands has a very high percentage of um, a very well skilled uh, population in speaking English which is also not something I think that we can take for granted. So perhaps this awareness of, of um, yeah, of different cultural practices meeting is something that's pretty unique for, for the Netherlands, considering the small scale, the small amount of people actually living here. That's also the reason why we speak English. Because we're so tiny. Because no one's going to learn Dutch. No, but um, don't you think, maybe a question to you, that the idea of the nation state is a bit problematic in terms of design and design education? I... I Just I, putting it back to you, maybe? But. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it's in, I think it's pretty outdated mm -hmm. to speak about Dutch or Danish or Greek or whatever design. I think there's a lot of, um, I think we merge and this, I think it's difficult to define or to section mm -hmm. things like that. And um, I also don't think, I mean, that's not actually, that's not an aim in, in 
trying to outline a national direction because I well it's, it's a question in education again because they want uh, to have more touch in education was uh, they're afraid that our language gets lost Mm-hmm. which is a political discussion, mm-hmm. so maybe not within the school itself, but it's, it has consequences for the school also. So I think it's a relevant question. And, and you think you say that uh, we speak Dutch, and I'm not sure, uh, speak so well English because our language is, let's say, um, on a global situation quite small. I, I would rather like to think that we speak so well because we had subtitles in all our television, which means that <laughs> we always were meant to like, it was still in Dutch, compared with, for instance, uh, Germany, where they translated everything into mm. German. So we kept it Dutch, and our English became really well. So I think also what what, I do, what political uh, things to do now, like uh, to say, like, okay, like, let's go all in Dutch, they'll bring the opposite. I do think that uh, it is really good to be, um, like, keep everything in its own position and therefore become highly international. But, but of course, it's not sure that one or the other is the difference. But it's, uh, I find it an, uh, it's definitely an interesting topic. No, yeah, but the fact that we are in the, in the Netherlands, we're a bit of a hub, you know. Um, you can see already the people in this room, we're really two Dutch people, but there's lots of nationalities here, which is, mm-hmm. I think, really good mm-hmm. and really interesting of being in this geographical space. We're a hub, it's a mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. And that is maybe something that you could call Dutch in that sense, because... I don't know about your percentages, but our percentages at the school in The Hague is 70 to 75 percent is not Dutch. Mm. Um, yeah. Just consider that. I mean, this is 60, 40, 50, 50. yeah. So it's it's yeah, really yeah. you know. So it's maybe it's almost similar. So mm-hmm. that means you know what do you consider consider Dutch? I think yeah. to consider Dutch is maybe this idea of the network or the hub, the international hub. Yeah, the reason why we speak English, I think, not just the subtitles. No, it's not only that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where that. No, but it's like what you said. The discussion in education at the moment is really this discussion, like whether it can be thirty percent over seventy yeah. percent, and there yeah. is a danger of like. Now that's for me. Oh, again, one of the reasons to become become European is mm-hmm. because we are European as Dutch, mm-hmm. and by European we get more. We have a reason to be much more international driven than when we would say we're Dutch. So, so, and I call myself like a highly political in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important that we find other discussions to be able to continue as we are doing right now. Yes, I mean, also these problems don't end at the border, you know, <clears throat> so it's um, really something I think important to share and to get together. So, yeah. yeah, and I think a good way to do so is through conversation and also may, and also this acknowledgement of the lack of knowledge that we also sometimes have standing from the position mm-hmm. that we are. Yeah. And we were confronted with that as well by speaking with interviewing people in Madrid Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, uh, the, the fact that um, many of the people that were around us there um, had been in Northern European con- countries for their education. But something that drove, uh, was a surprise to us was that they were speaking quite a lot about um, how they were tired of looking to... Um, like a tendency of more northern European designers on a pedestal, and that there was a, that they they wanted to focus on southern European design, and and we came, admittedly, not even having considered that that was a topic that we were gonna that was existing even 
um, just to say that, yeah, I think, I think kind of maybe drawing some lines together, but I think only way to address these things is also by talking about them and perhaps also being open towards the fact that we only know what we, yeah, we only know what is around us and it looks different from other positions. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also good that it changes these perspectives, no? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's always been a matter of perspective in a way. And mm-hmm. see also because of, well, again, maybe technology, we're able to look at things from different perspectives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, Dutch education or Dutch design education used to be the one. I'm, I'm really excited, for instance, to have also tutors on board in our departments that are from Turkey or from China or from South Africa and to give also different perspectives and to mm-hmm. share these perspectives also with students mm-hmm. um, alike, um, which is obviously an inter uh, change and, mm. uh, because the students share their perspectives as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's good that it shifts. Yeah. There's an interesting dynamic going on with that as well. Yeah. Um, and also good, I think, that people from Madrid uh, get a voice out like, hey, it's done, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something for us also to be, I mean, as for to be constantly. Um, I mean, it also requires um, a bit more energy to to connect or to establish conversations across a more diverse, uh, we call it, more diverse group of peers, designers. I mean, I think the discussion is if like, if you're talking about, you know, like a design, like a designs and specific places, a set of values, or are they just bound by their geographical location? And in some say you could say yes, like maybe more in the south that there's very interesting ways of dealing with the sun, you know, for example, which is much much more present object than up here in the north. You know? mm. So like it's just um, uh, maybe when it sort of becomes into starts getting into uh, the realm of identity, perhaps mm-hmm. or like national cultural identity, then um, of course the discussion can become quite quickly polarized. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, somebody who, you know, lived like I grew up on an island, you know, like in the furthest, furthest way <laughs> country you can get away from Holland. I mean, as a kid, I, I loved everything that came from Europe and I fantasized about it. And it was like, it was like a dream, you know. Mm. And then getting here, of course, like, um, <laughs> Some of those, no, but it's still it's that 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 curiosity or that desire and that interest is still very much there, and there are things that that that, I, that, that like um, the things that pulled me here are still things that really keep me here and that I, I love. And there are other things that sometimes you know, like when your dream comes true, you're also confronted with yourself and um, <laughs> yeah, all the disappointments that come with it. Yeah, and I think yeah, disappointment's fine. You know? Like yeah. it's, it's it's cool. It's actually really you know it helps you position yourself. Yeah. Going back to this word position positioning again, mm-hmm. and for me positioning is also about you know like in the context of a design education, it's also very much about you know like uh, having the tools and skills to make decisions. Yeah, you know like to to you know to be to be lucky enough to have choices, to be able to make choices, to be able to think independently, to be able to. Yeah, organize, share information. Mm. Um, you know, like 
I mean, I also realized, you know, when I was living in New Zealand and I was sort of starting up becoming a graphic designer, I was also literally copying things that were coming from 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 Europe, and like that was part of the learning because I never had a I never had a design like a formal design education in New Zealand, so I was learning by kind of weird version of osmosis. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> weird, like realized very quickly that like the things that I was copying, they didn't have a context in New Zealand. So like they didn't they didn't work mm-hmm. in the place where I was from. So that, yeah. that already was a huge learning. Like so because it didn't huge, resonate. You mean exactly? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like it doesn't doesn't uh-huh. fit here. But maybe that's why the, the Dutch designed poster doesn't work in uh, Madrid. <laughs> so yeah. like you know, it's so I think as a designer, it's so you know, you sort of of course you can look towards things that you feel connected to and learn from them. Mm-hmm. But also, ultimately, you're also, a lot of it is about realising that you're working in a, in a kind of a context as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, again, to go back to school, I think school is important. A school is a place where you, where, where you can learn and discuss these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You can practise them without the kind of, like, yeah, consequences that you might get fired, <laughs> or you kind of lose your lose your yeah. place in the in the in the, in the, in the um, on the pedestal, or you know. So it's like mm-hmm. I think you know that's that's what's very important and special about school school yeah. to me. No, I think mm-hmm. this is a very it's a very important thing that you're just saying here that um, the this the surroundings, the space uh, needs to be very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, for for real study, for real questioning, mm-hmm. for the, there should be sort of space also to question really weird things that are maybe you know you know there should be somehow this that's something I think is also important for for us tutors and lecturers to make a sort of safe net around our students so they mm-hmm. can really question what it means to be well let's give it the word creative or artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And to really question these positions and how these intersections also come uh, to the surface is only only possible when it's safe. Because indeed, what David says, if you, you know, maybe you would lose your job. It's not safe if you, you know. Um, and I mm. think I think we we'll, we all do a, quite a nice job in this, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're to allowed allow to these kind of safe, safe spaces thing. somehow. Yeah. sometimes it's not really. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's just, yeah, this this awareness of like what you would like in education of like this total inclusiveness, which is also like quite a difficult question because also like when you invite it, it's about learning, but also unlearning. Mm-hmm. And, but what do you expect to? Because I always feel when you learn something, you have to unlearn something. Something has to go away what you did before and can't do now anymore. Which is also the danger of education. Because what do you? unlearn like mm-hmm. what do you take away or or what do you expect i, I can still remember like this is maybe another example also but like when i was teaching at the rca ronald Ratty had been uh visiting china and he came in a factory where they unknowingly copied his pieces so there was like the, the, they were copying his mm-hmm. chairs and he was like uh, discussing it and like how bad it was that it, like people didn't get paid and they just copied it. and i was thinking like well that's a starting factory that they don't start with the cheapest chairs or whatever, but with a high level <laughs> chair. You have to be careful 
not to immediately think what's all bad about it, because so you can also say they are now, this factory is now educated in design, we can say good or bad, again, like everyone has an opinion on it, but like they start working on a totally different level, mm. having been having not gone into our system yet, which I also felt that, well, there are also qualities there. I'm not saying so, oh, we can all copy whatever we want, but like open source questions that we have around mm. that is... So there are benefits and disbenefits. And I, and I agree, like, on education, like, what can you offer, like, within a school? And it's been discussed a lot with mm. the transparency. And, like, so, mm. so we can say we're quite inclusive, but it's also definitely questioned a lot at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I think that is definitely, of course, the, the main goal of education. Mm. Yeah, and I guess um, the format of learning is also taking it back also to the development of The influence of technology, of course, also have an influence on how we learn or what we learn. Whereas, um, I mean, a lot of knowledge is accessible, so it's not so much, it's, yeah, it's not so much what to learn, but how to learn it, or how to gain that knowledge that becomes relevant. Um, also, for me, I think that like you know, art and design school is a is a is a, is a place where you you're not kind of taught like a, a prescription, but it's a place where you, um, I mean, and there are lots of different reasons why people would come to art school, you know, and specifically in, in the graphic design department, I think that people have an attraction towards language and images and, you know, these kinds of things. And you, the, the learning and the studying that you do there, um, um, it's not super prescriptive, but it brings you towards an understanding of these things in order that you can work work with them mm. and also you know work you know help other people with these questions or like you know you, you it's like it's, it's a serious thing you know you 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 can be proud of the of the of the knowledge and sensitivity that you have towards something or the brutality you have towards something mm. and um I, you know like so i think that like my feeling is that it's it's very hard to um, like right now I think that schools are also having an identity crisis too because it's it feels quite hard to be proud of those things in a sense <laughs> I mean I know I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not like probably saying it in quite the correct way but like you know like the, the discussion like you know since 10 years of, in this country how I feel that like you know like art is seen like a, a leftist hobby Which or something like that, it becomes like a pervasive kind of idea, and um, that 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 idea, no matter how much you defend yourself against it, it still kind of eats away at you. And there are many different kinds of these sorts of ideas that are operating <laughs> simultaneously right now. You know, like you know, it's, it's the sort of um, you know, so it, you know, like sort of understanding and stand, you know, standing behind what you do and, and, and like. Standing up for what you do, I think, mm -hmm. is also kind of uh, and, and realizing, yeah, mm -hmm. realizing that you are, a, you have agency, and you, you can um, benefit people with your skills and knowledge. I think that's like a, I think that's something that's you know, like all of our students learn something like that or graduate with something like that. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what people, you know, I think that's that's for me is also a reason like. That, Or why schools are really, really important mm. because there aren't that many spaces inside and outside of 
school, uh, let's just talk about art school, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to test these, these ideas, these notions, to, to absorb, to practice, to kind of talk about your work, you know. That was one, like, the thing that shocked me when I first came to do my education here um, in the, at the word plus typography and at my master was that, like, people were constantly asking me why I was doing this thing. Like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you choose this? Why did you choose that? Like, I hate it, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 teacher never said that to me before, but it was, like, it was actually amazing. <laughs> like to to have to 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 feel so to feel so it made me feel so connected to what I was doing, mm-hmm. or it made me want to feel more connected to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, like that, that that's it was a very positive experience for me as a as a as somebody who was like you know working towards discipline or a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, like something that wasn't the kind of education that I had in New Zealand. No, and it reflects a kind of con- of education which demands a very high level of openness. And um, yeah, and I thought, thought felt like my teachers wanted the best for me, which is also like a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. it's a great feeling. Yeah, very yeah. supportive. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just some kind of like thing I was going through, and you know, come out at the end. You know, it was something that was more <laughs> it was more, <laughs> more intense than that. Yeah, it sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds like a version of therapy as well. No, I think that school, like there's also this thing that comes up that studying your work as your therapy and stuff like that. I, I think it's very dangerous territory to go to go into. I think it's um it's very it's like um work work your work should not be a solution for for um, mental health problems that are no. that are plaguing you know that are that are just that are so present in today's society it's not your work is not going to solve this you know that's a different kind of question definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean you you know you were talking about publicness and, and, and you know an, an awareness of what you're doing where you're living But I, I think yeah, to to retreat into your work to 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 to, to as therapy is a is a um, is a very like uh, a paradigm that I would rather not see mm. like in an in, in, uh, in design <laughs> It's just me though. Yeah, no, it's not just you. I think that yeah. goes for everyone. I mean, mm. obviously, we all have problems, and some of these problems never go away. Mm-hmm. Our hearts still get broken, and sometimes it's difficult to pay the rent, and it doesn't really go. You know that that stays. Um, so you know to deal with these things is something that you should do. I think a bit outside of this profession. Mm-hmm. I I just saying like I feel it's your profession. Sometimes I also like to think, and especially also when I see the graduation work, is that you can also see it as if the work has chosen you to uh, to be the agent to get it there. So you have also responsibilities of like what you did, like what that work needs. And to develop that, which also doesn't question yourself constantly, but questions the work mm. and its relevance, and that and that you go for it. So mm. don't get all those practical questions. It's, it's the work that needs to also exist, and then how are you able to do that? I think it's uh, there. I, I do think it's important to also have like some distance. It's a professional position mm. that like mm. you're able 
it's like what I also think on the surgeon. The surgeon is able to cut into a human being to make it better. If you think about all the feelings that are around that, like having a knife going into something, that's, that's terrible, that's frightening. And, but it's like also the security of it's a profession. Mm-hmm. You act on and I feel it's the same with our work. There is a professional position that you mm-hmm. also can take distance. Mm-hmm. And you have the responsibility that the work that has chosen you to mm-hmm. be expressed, to get it out there in the world. On those notes, or those words, I think maybe it's time to end the conversation. And um, that's the possibility of you guys to stay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>